I swear, I really want down those stairs. Something's just like, come play with me. And it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> then I was like, getting weird. I was like, is that his red room? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> I was like, oh, what kind of freaky shit happens down there that only certain people are allowed? Like, creeper. <laughs> I totally had those thoughts too, so... Hey guys, welcome to Eternal Return Podcast. We're your hosts, Melissa and Christina. If you're looking for more paranormal activity or spirit communication, check us out over there on Instagram and Facebook at Eternal Return Pod. Well, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but at the beginning of this episode, we played for you an EVP that we caught during the recording of the show. We'd love to hear what you guys hear and what you think of it. And if you want to get a better listen to it, it's actually on the Instagram page. You can comment what you hear there and tell us what you think about it. It sounded like a warning to me, and we'll get into more of that in this show. We have a crazy show for you guys today. It's really cool. We have dead celebrity photos, serial killer dentures. We are talking about paintings that will burn your fucking house to the ground. We have a haunted vampire murder mirror, what it's like to be scratched by a haunted vampire murder mirror. I go to jail and Christina hates it. We have arts and crafts for you today, paintings by an angel of mercy or possibly a dealer of death. I don't know, you guys decide. Tell us what you think about him. We have a shovel used to dig up dead women's corpses to make home decor and nipple belts out of just crazy stuff we have a bloody murder doll and i was seduced by a satanic basement we visit the circus and we see a lion that murdered not one but two of his trainers and along the way we catch a freak show and christina hates it we have a spirit box session with a haunted doll known to cause heart attacks. I face my fears and run a gauntlet of hundreds of asshole clowns. We board a yacht with no lifeguard on duty, and there's a 100% chance that we will hit an iceberg along the way. We get a glimpse of what demon possession looks like, and we also visit a portal to hell. So I know what you're thinking, where the hell are we going to find all these things in one place? Easy. He's done all the work for you. It's none other than Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. So the hauntedmuseum.com and it was like 46 bucks which and maybe some change with tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We pre-purchased our tickets online. You have to be 16 in order to attend and you also sign a waiver. Yes, you do. Honestly, I didn't read it, so I probably signed my life away. It's just basically, if you get possessed, you're not going to hold them liable. (laughs) He just closed that exhibit the other day from the Devil's Rocking Chair, uh, from The Conjuring. He bought it from the Warrens. He might have purchased it before she passed away, because she just passed away. He tweeted that there was some activity in the room, and they witnessed him and one of his people had witnessed, I think it was the power cord coming out of the socket, the light socket. Something moved, and so he decided to shut the exhibit down like it was it wasn't even open day yeah because i remember it was supposed to like open around october because we had the shooting and i remember thinking that they handled it really well i think they just did a visual uh, like a vigil for it which was yeah. i thought was pretty cool considering he's local and he he kind of understands right we we're all kind of in shock still what was that 2017 then october 2017 yeah october 2017 and we just now made it in and we went for my birthday. Because I've been too chicken and I was pregnant. So I wasn't going to go in pregnant. Right. And then I was pregnant. And you were pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want any bad juju <laughs> off the babies. Uh, yeah, honestly. I mean, I probably would have went pregnant anyway. Just because. I know you would have. <laughs> just because I'm stubborn. But being as it, it was such a small space, I'm probably glad we we didn't. What I didn't realize before going in is that you can actually go to the gift shop from the back of the building without actually going through the museum. So if you were in Las Vegas and you wanted to stop and get some 
swag for somebody at home that you could actually park in the back of the building and enter the gift shop. Yeah, that's a good point because I didn't know that. I would have already been down there and had bought shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I love my mugs. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I obviously will go through hell to get a mug. The Clown Motel. <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother one. You wait outside. It's Las Vegas. It gets hot. They do have shade. They do have misters. There's a porta potty outside and a bathroom inside. Be forewarned if you're doing it in the summer. It is hot in this town. They do have misters. It was still a nice day, and I felt like my eyelashes were coming off out there. Yeah. You might want to bring water. They sell water, but, you know, it's cheesy bottled water for three bucks. So you might want to bring, like, a hydro flask or something if you're going to go in the heat. Like you said, there was misters on. It, it, I could definitely see it being a little miserable waiting out there because we waited an hour and a half. Yeah. We got there at 1 o'clock when it opened. Yeah. that was already full. I parked in a side parking lot. It's not the greatest area of town, but you're not going to find buildings like that unless you go into those parts of town. It is downtown. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not somewhere I would walk around at night by myself. So just kind of keep that in mind as well. There is, I guess what you call those guys, security, the guys outside. Yes. Tim. It is super nice. They have a great sense of humor because you have all kinds of colorful characters coming to Las Vegas. So you, you better be personable, I, I think. You know, And they were super nice guys out there and a good sense of humor. And what was the other gentleman's name? The one that does Michael. the Tales of the Crypt. Michael, I believe. Podcast. Mike. The green hair, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to find his podcast. I haven't been able to. They're all really, even the tour guides were really, really nice. It was my birthday, so I was determined to do two things. Go in all the rooms <laughs> And the clown one, I Christina told me there was a clown one because I didn't know anything about the place other than there was a Zoltar um, one that is him. It's Zach Beggins, and it's his likeness as the Zoltar kind of machine. And I knew it spit out a thing, and I knew I wanted the ticket. So I was determined <laughs> that I was going to get it, <laughs> and it cost a dollar. It goes along with the ticket and being selected, isn't there? Yes, there is a price other than the dollar to to pay <laughs> for this said ticket that I did because I didn't research anything about it. I knew about the Divic box because you told me about it, and yeah. I knew about this Zoltar thing that I, w- I wanted this ticket. There's going to be spoiler alerts throughout this episode, so just know that. After you sign your waiver, wait in line, check your ID, you do your little pledge, you have to put your arm up and you do a pledge after, you know, you sign your life away. And then um, you go into this room and they talk about a few key things. These rooms are packed with shit. There is stuff everywhere. 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 And I... Claustrophobic, take note, because I am claustrophobic and I had to work through that fear being there because there's just... It, it's literally on the floor to the ceiling and some of the rooms are, are really just jam-packed of artifacts. Yeah, that, it's crazy. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. We had a larger group. Yeah, we did. I think we had 14. 14. 15. So we were stepping on each other's toes. We were bumping into each other. That's how small the spaces are. We went into the first room and she's talking about each individual things and then she chooses two people. She asks, do you know this person? Do you know? And we're like, no. And it happened to be the people that were waiting in line behind us. And this lady had said that she was going to run out. She got scared. And I was like, oh shit, she's going to trample me. (laughs) And it took me like a good 60 seconds to go into this secret room that you're only invited into just because I didn't want this lady to run me down. And I got a peek into it and there was fucking dolls, floor to ceiling dolls. I hate dolls. I hate clowns. Uh, as soon as we get into the room all the way, she runs out and scares the shit out of you. So, of course, I run out yelling. Which... She's about two feet tall. Yeah. So she's dressed like a doll. She looks like a doll. It's floor to ceiling room of dolls. You don't know she's there. And then she just gives you a really good jump scare, which is fine. I don't mind a good jump scare, but I mean, it, it, it got me pretty good. It out of me. And I wasn't in the room <laughs> because you two came running out. And I thought the lady was going to trample you because she was much taller than than you and then you have the little person coming out and laughing her ass off she followed us all the way out laughing yeah it was pretty freaky she takes pride in her work <laughs> <What an asshole. laughs> 
then they asked for a dollar and of, of course I was ready because I knew I wanted that. Now, and I have to say, and I, I just want to kind of just put a disclaimer out that the reason why you were picked is because I was quite vocal yes. about it being your birthday to everyone. Yeah. yeah, you were you were very clear that it was my birthday, so I thank you for that. Out of there, my heart was pumping because there was clowns, there were skulls, there's a ton of shit to see. There was a new doll, and she said the picture fell off the wall because it's a new doll, and, you know, cool stuff like that. She took us in. What was the next room, the Bella Lugosi? I think it was. It was the Crime Boy painting. It was so many rooms. It was the crime because it was near the beginning when it happened. They had the two crime boy paintings, the authentic crime boy paintings. That the story behind those is that when they've hung on the walls of different museums or places, those places have suffered fire. So there was like extra protection above the paintings. Art in there from a movie. I can't remember the movie. Um, like Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Hill. The Burning Witch. It was an actual prop. And then of course the Bella Lugosi mirror. I have to say, I've been a I've been a Ghost Adventures um, years and years ago when the documentary first came out, and we talked about the Bella Lugosi mirror and like people being impacted by it. Well, so I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to look into it with the scrying mirror or not. I did, and so did you. I had to. I promised myself I would do it all. There's one thing I didn't do, and I'll talk about that later. What did you see? I it just looked real. I knew the history behind it, and I knew kind of the risks and things that had happened to people. But I felt really protected. I should say before walking in, I felt very protected. Um, I made it a point. You gave me a really cool, what do you call it? Should night music. <laughs> it's H U G. S-H-U-G-N-I-T-E. I just um call it Suge night. But I felt pretty protected walking in there. I didn't feel like anything bad was going to happen to me because I just I wasn't going to let it. And then I also felt a little bit of anxiety to keep it going because there was people behind me, so I didn't want to, like, hog the mirror. It was really dark for me. I just kind of didn't really see... I could barely even make out my own reflection, let alone anything else. It was just kind of real dark. I felt really dizzy in that room. Yep, yep. I was there was like, definitely a dizzy. Yeah, it was like someone Spinning. sitting on top of me and kind of... It just it felt really heavy and, like, super dizzy and hard to breathe in there. These rooms are curated. There's music pumping into them. There's smells pumping into them. They're a, like a set design. It's yeah. definitely an entertainment factor, 100%. Maybe they do some other things, some other tricks to make you feel dizzy or woozy. Or... There's only a couple rooms I felt that way. And I would say that room was the strongest. And, that, and it didn't really impact me the way that was one of the rooms that really impacted me. It was just that sense of dizziness in there. You were on a merry-go-round going really fast. We were some of the last people to look in the mirror. I think there was another... Like two or three people behind us, I think. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we had a large group. We went into the funeral parlor before we went into that. Feel any type of way in there? Well, yeah. And it was like, what, the two skeletons? And you're yes. supposed to look in your eyes and see your... You're supposed to look face your own mortality, which yeah. I've already died. So I was like, eh, I mean, what are you going to see? No one really had a big reaction in that room. It, the windows, the stained glass windows were beautiful in there. Though. They were gorgeous. Yeah, I don't know how he recreated those. Or no, what. they're original. From what I read, they are original, and apparently they just fit right into the building. Like, they were made for it, is what they're saying. They were gorgeous. Yeah, but it didn't feel anything. You didn't feel anything in that room, or no. I don't know. And those are real skeletons and I didn't get any kind of like wonky mm -hmm. they found one in an attic somewhere is what it fell out in New York right it like fell out of the attic or something like that yeah so they found it in some attic we walked out of the Bella Lugosi mirror and my shoulder started burning so I'm walking by the mirror and there's people behind me and I walk by the mirror and I just see um my shoulder this like a scratch and I'm like oh Christina <laughs> is this what I think it is and before we walked in you said look I have no scratches and I said okay check me well yeah and I think part of part of our adventures in the past we had things that have affected us physically and so I did legitimately want to just do like an inventory while we were waiting for an hour and a half in the line yes and it's funny because the people behind us heard us and we're like look we don't have any scratches we're not nothing's <laughs> on us like we're clean we're good you know we're happy the lady that was behind us that happened to be the same lady that almost ran you over with like you guys checked before you walked in you didn't have any scratches and you couldn't see it very good and they wouldn't let us take a picture because that's the other thing 
you yeah. cannot take your phone out. You the tour guide put a flashlight on it, and there was very three distinct, I would say, pretty good sized scratch marks, maybe three, four inches, you'd say. It was about three, four inches scratch mm-hmm. marks, and there's three of them. They got you pretty good. Yeah, it definitely broke the skin. I wasn't yeah. bleeding. No. It just, you scratch up against something and it like pulls your skin. It looked like that. And we yeah. have pictures of it from when we came outside. Yeah, she asked us to tweet it out to the museum because she saw it. I mean, and everything's, the other thing too, everything's on video camera. So they can go back and she asked us to take a picture of it and tweet it out. To be honest, like I said, we had a large group. We were crammed in. Um, I didn't notice when it happened, how it happened. It could have been any of those times. It could have been when I ran out of the doll room. or And I had bumped into a few people here and there and said, you know, sorry, excuse me. And people bumped into me. And I mean, so... I don't know when it happened. It wasn't like one of those things where um, I was like, oh, a scratch just happened just now, right here. It was hot. I walked out. I seen seen it in the mirror, and I was like, "Uh, check this out. It burned. And then the next day, it felt like a bruise. So other than that, I mean, I like I said, I could have bumped something and not realized it because after I got the shit scared out of me, like my adrenaline was pumping pretty good. So and then after that, I noticed that right after Bella Lugosi mirror and feeling kind of crappy. And then we went into the Kevorkian room, which. Yeah, I didn't realize he did all of that art. Like he had a lot of his original art. And there's kind of like a queuing room. They, didn't they, they had a video, Zach had a pre-recorded video to kind of just give you some background on Dr. Kevorkian before you actually go into the room with the band. It, his art was really dark. Really dark. It was cool, <laughs> but there's so much to look at. There's so many things. Yeah, that, that first room, the second room it leads into is the van, which how'd you feel in that room? Yeah, just a tremendous amount of sadness. You just felt, I felt like, um, just a he- like a heaviness of sadness, you know, it, and it was, I don't know if you noticed, everybody that was in that room was quiet. Nobody was talking. It, it got real somber real quick. You know, they had pictures of people that had actually passed away in the van. They explained that Kevorkian never, like, actually pulled the trigger, per se. The individual, you know, pushed the button when they were ready. But just a tremendous amount of sadness in that room. That's how I felt. Yeah, I think the right word you used was somber, for sure. Yeah. Um, they they called it a, um, a vigil to the people that had passed. They said, like, 200, maybe more. I think it's cool to see something like that because, I mean, if, if I was that sick and that miserable, uh, you know, give me an option. But for some people, that's not an option. So I think it's cool to, like, open up the dialogue about that kind of stuff jail room that room upset me. i was really upset that room is intense energy in that room is just icky it's icky and there's things i didn't want to know about john wayne gacy about his artwork and that he used himself in the paint mix mm-hmm. he had charles manson in there and the artwork that was done with his ashes and his eyes and, and i blood and ashes i remember being 10 years old living in los angeles and he was on the loose in the neighborhoods and I remember being terrified in there and seeing that scared the shit out of me. I left. My card that I got, it said I was going to jail. But that's what they meant by the card is they have actual jail bars in there. Did you feel it was glorified at all? The murderers were... I don't, I don't know. know if I'd use the word... I, I wouldn't use the word glorified, but I I had an uneasiness, not just with the content, but like... I don't know. Like, it just made me feel like I shouldn't be in there and I shouldn't be looking at this and that I paid to see this. Probably if I went back, I wouldn't go back in there. I, I didn't need to see Charles Manson's dentures. <laughs> yeah, that no? was one of the weirdest things ever. <laughs> no, and I know there was some controversy over him buying it. It was in the news. I think TMZ had a thing on it. You know, teach their own. Do whatever makes you happy. And you, I wouldn't say glorify. Because I don't feel like it was done out of disrespect. No, not at all. I no. It's murderbilia. That's their thing. It just felt like I shouldn't be in there. OJ's chair that he was booked in. Oh, yeah. He had the chair from the California jail. After the jail room, where did we go after the jail room? Because it was kind of like that part I got foggy on. Could we walk by? I know we walked by these stairs. And these stairs, when we walked by them, I was like, I want to go down there. I want to go down there. 
Some oh, I felt okay. like something going, come on, come on. And there were like stairs. It was the the place that she was talking about, The they would buddy system to go into this room. And it was the stairs that go down. Again, I don't know oh. much about this building. Oh, so. oh, okay. You're talking about the basement. Okay, yes. so the basement. He doesn't allow anybody in the basement. Boo. Um, because it's actually set up when the building was built in 1938. Um, it was a law offices before Zach purchased it. And um, there, I think it was back in the 70s when the house was vacant. They, it was a lot of satanic rituals that were going on below. And so there's pentagrams and burnt ashes and the satanic rituals. And so there's a lot of dark things that had happened down there. And E.T., Entertainment Tonight, just recently walked him through and they did a, a piece on the museum. And he actually took the reporter down there and the reporter looked like he just did not want to have anything to do with it. And he dragged him down there and he's got it set up with the pentagram down there. If you can, go Google it yeah, or go on YouTube on there now that you've gone through. I, don't, I didn't want to spoil it for you because you said don't spoil it for you. But, yeah, I don't uh, like to know before we go into places... If Christina knows stuff that I don't, I ask her not to tell me. Yeah. So I didn't say anything about that. But yeah, there's like a whole setup down there. Kind of spooky that I was like, oh, I want to go down there so bad. You're crazy. Well, maybe it was my shirt. I mean, I had a shirt that said, let's summon demons. Well, I'm not exactly going to wear that to the drop off at school. That gate that said, keep out or do not, whatever freaking said, just made me want to break the rules even more. I was like, ooh, what do you got down there? Like, is then I was like getting weird. I was like, is that his red room? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> I was like, oh, what kind of freaky shit happens down there that only certain people are allowed? Like, creeper. God. I totally had those thoughts too. So we, we went by that. We went to that, that murder doll. Isn't that what they called it? The murder doll right before we went by those stairs? Yeah, there was a long, so there was like a long hallway with a lot of different artifacts in there, things from Africa, things from different, there was a few satanic ritual pieces. Yeah, really dark shit. There was that one room with the murder doll. Yeah, the murder doll, because she witnessed the murder, the little girl who had witnessed the murder was holding the doll, I think it was, and there was still blood all over the dress. And it was almost like a christening gown, like it went to the floor, the gown went to the floor. It was an odd doll. It was in glass, and you couldn't get to it, obviously. And it was in a room with all of swords of tchotchkes and shit. Like, there's so much to look at. You have to go back more than once just to kind of get it all. I kind of tuned out looking at her dress, and there's, like, blood stains on it. And it's a long white dress, and there's a story that the daughter was holding the doll when yeah. his dad went on a tirade, and then the brother ended up killing the... The, the father in front of the doll and the girl saving the girl right mm-hmm. just sat with the doll which is weird because I can't stand dolls but I just was like this is kind of cool to look at like this doll is really neat at some point there was a bookcase that a secret bookcase that opened yes. but I remember the celebrity room yes and the celebrity room and I think the two pieces that really struck me was the photo of Chris Farley Ugh. after they found him for three days like it was one of those things like it's an accident you don't want to look but you look anyways I had to look and I really regret looking because that picture is just like ingrained in my head. So if you're squeamish about things like that, don't look. I think it was like three days after he had OD'd, they found him and someone took a Polaroid, which is, I don't know if it was like a medical examiner kind of thing and someone got their hands on it or the medical examiner you know, office sold it for whatever, you know, because all that shady shit like that happens all the time. But he has this Polaroid of him and it is gnarly. The photo that bothered me the most was the one in the egg the egg dean that room was icky the cauldron didn't bother me um now this is one of the rooms where it has music it has smells pumped in stage it's room. like a barn and inside of a barn like the way that they have the beams on the ceiling mm-hmm. and they have things hanging from the beams and the story is is that when they finally found him there was bodies and i think he he dug up yeah. dead people right i don't think yeah. he murdered people per se i think he just exhumed corpses and had his way with them i was under the impression he was a mass murderer and they had his shovel hanging like that didn't bother me there was this picture in there though of this guy who was part of the cleanup 
of this barn and he's like smiling with the shovel and he's got this freaky look on his face and he's like having a good old time and I'm like why the fuck is this guy so happy about this you know what he's doing it just really gave me the creep so that I mean that's the picture that bothered me amongst like all the kind of murderbilia stuff like that picture still kind of gives me the I know exactly what picture you're talking about and I remember it clearly and the center of the room is really the cauldron where he would boil the body, the skins off the bodies, because he was making a skin suit, like an Egger suit. He was <laughs> like making a mom suit. A mom suit. A, a mama's right. boy, apparently. A mama. I'm going to stop being so nice to my boys. <laughs> what else was in there? Oh, you know the other thing that was pretty freaky is they had Michael Jackson stuff. Like, they had uh, Conrad Murray's chair that he would sit in while he gave Michael Jackson the Pope. Profile. That stuff's no joke. That's what they would use to put me under to give me my neck injections with my surgery. It's some serious shit. Was that the wedding dress room too? Sharon Tate's wedding dress. Yeah. And it was really sad when she was talking about how he got the dress. Like I wanted to tear up and cry. It was sad to me. Barachi's piano is in there. A couple other pieces of clothing from other celebrities, but it did it, it, lots of mirrors in there. That kind of freaked me out more than anything because I was just like, oh, mirrors everywhere. It was yeah. kind of like a Vegasy showy room. Bleach kit. Yeah, that's what kit. I was gonna say. That was that yeah. kind of like gave me a chuckle in there. Once we came out of there, it was the circus. Oh, the little the circus. A circus and like a lot of circus memorabilia. Not too many clowns at that point. It was this huge miniature circus. They had popcorn smells pumped in there. Yes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it smells like popcorn. They I remember t- you saying that. The and lion head. They had the lion head. Oh, you yeah, had the lion head in there. That's when it went into the room where I think that was the first time I really just couldn't look. They had a little bit of a freak show. <laughs> I love a good freak show. I'm like, nope. Right up front, I was kind of felt like a train wreck. I couldn't look away, and then I kind of felt like, is this the time that he misses the socket? You know? Nope, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, that. So he you takes tell- a six-inch drill and he shoves it in his nose to his <laughs> eye socket. Whoa. So that was interesting, and um, he's so nonchalant about it too. I'm just, <laughs> and I'm up front like, yeah, clapping, and then he takes these fish hooks. Not like the kind you would go fishing with. They're just like these heavy-duty hooks that aren't sharp at the end. And he hooks it to a empty paint can. And he has someone in the group fill the paint can with a cup of water. And I got splashed, so I knew that shit was full. <laughs> and he swings it from his eye socket. And again, there I am. Loving it. Loved every second of it. That was awesome. Well, because Christina was cowering in the corner, the tour guide, and I was right next to her. And we were at the quote-unquote end, I thought, which turned out to be the beginning of a section you wanted nothing to do with and I laughed my ass off okay. all the time. I had a dream like a week before mm-hmm. I didn't know about this I was stuck in a room with clowns and it was a, just a night terror and I told Christina I texted her the next day about it and she goes oh well there's clowns there and I was like oh god I don't even remember it I just remember hitting you <laughs> Well, we went up the stairs, and the tour guide says, I'll meet you at the end. Oh, and she kind of had a menacing look on her face, and all of a sudden, I'm in the front. Because you're behind me, and I'm in the front. And i got to go through this clown thing. <laughs> I'm not afraid of clowns. It was just creepy. We get up to the top of the stairs, and I realize we're on our own. So I'm triggering animatronic clowns, and it's a labyrinth. And you kind of go through, and it's got the funhouse mirrors, and the clowns popping know. out of and the walls, and she's screaming, going, I need to get out of here. And I'm literally dragging her through the I did not open my eyes once. I clawed my way through your hand, and I think I hit you the whole time going, no, 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 no. And there's one section of this that you didn't, I don't know if you saw it or not, but he has like six, seven foot clowns, like full clowns, and they're all side by side in a like a walkway and you have to walk by them and you like touch up against them it's like it's narrow and you don't know if they're gonna jump out like if it's an actor or what's going on and they it was pretty terrifying because they weren't just like normal clowns i mean they were kind of like demented clowns that was an experience Uh, yeah thank you for going first because i i was in tears when i came out of there I didn't look the whole time. I kept my head down and just let you pull me. And I didn't know what was happening. I was just, because we had traded 
tour guides so many times, I just figured there would be another tour guide right when we got to the top of the stairs because they're like, oh, watch your step going up. And then it's like a, it's a haunted house attraction with just centered around clowns. I'm not a haunted house person. I hate them. I'd rather be scared yeah. than the real shit. Like, give me the real stuff. I don't want your fake ass, whack ass animatronics. But clown clown stuff does freak me out. That makes me want to cry. It was probably one of my favorite rooms, and I can't tell you why, but Peggy's. Yes, I loved that room. Had there not been so many people in there, I would have felt a little bit less inhibited to like stay in there and ask questions. You go into this little room, and there's a warning, and it's one of the few rooms where you have an option to opt out of it. You need to say hi, Peggy, and bye, Peggy, and you know you don't want to upset her, and you don't want to look at her in the eyes. I did. <laughs> you did? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, they had the spirit box going. The so spirit box going. You could hear it from outside the room. You hear ch 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 and every once in a while you'll hear something break through before you even go in. When we walked in there, you know, everybody said hello, and it's not just Peggy, it's all the other freak dolls that are scary looking on the floor looking at you. Mm-hmm. There's a million little eyes. Got clear responses. The tour guide asked, what's your favorite color? And she clearly said blue. blue. We The whole room heard it. It was pretty cool. I was expecting a female voice to come through, but it was a male's voice that said blue. Hearing blue and going, damn, that was like on, completely on the spot. He asked, what's your favorite color, Peggy? And she said blue. And it's funny, when we had come out of that room after we were waiting to go into the Divic box room, or we went to the shrunken head before we went to the Divic box, and that's one by one, you go in that room. As we were waiting that hallway, you could hear the box and you, every once in a while you hear something come through you couldn't make it out because the door was closed the lady in front of me uh, she was asking the guy like is it still talking in there and he's like yeah can't you hear it because she didn't know anything about there it looked like her husband and son kind of were fans of the show and dragged her along if you've never really heard a spirit box or you've never used one before and that's your first interaction with one like in real life i could see how that could be pretty freaky you know, the first time I used one or the first time I actually got like solid confirmation that there's something on the other side, you know, you sit there and you question yourself, like, did I just hear what I just heard? No, I didn't hear it. And if it's recorded, you play it back and you go, oh my God, that, that really did happen. Or that flashlight really did flicker on cue or what have you. So I could imagine somebody that isn't accustomed to it, brand new, looking at it for the first time would have just been like, oh my gosh, she's talking. Yeah. Especially after they give you this warning about the doll that if yeah. you have a heart problem, don't go in. Bloody noses, too, is often people get a bloody nose. I imagine she was probably kind of freaked out because her reaction was like, it's still going. And to me, I was like, oh, cool. And that's the hallway that you, something moved. And you're like, what's behind there? You definitely did feel like there was, there was things in there. There was, there was activity. If you had taken a spirit box in there, you could see how you could catch quite a bit. It felt like you just were being watched. That for me anyway, like you knew that there's more to it than just like rooms that you go into from from my perspective that's how i felt there's more in there than just i was gonna say did you feel anything in the dybbuk box room because i didn't feel no, anything not at all you go into a staging room first they give you the option to go into this room oh i take that back i did know something about the dybbuk box room other than what you told me there was like a, a quote-unquote donation box but it looks like they had taken that out because i didn't mention it and that was something I was like, oh, I have my parking ticket from when we ate lunch that I, I'll leave, you know? And I could question myself, like, do you really want to do that? To a larger room, which is another staged room, there is this um, chanting music, which apparently is the Jewish prayer that's etched onto the box from what the tour guide was saying to me. And someone's, like, saying it in this deep manly voice and it's supposed to be kind of like freaky and it I mean it does get present like an atmosphere um, and then it has these cool walls and there's red peeking out of the lights of the wall so it's staged really cool and then the box is front and center really heavy glass the Divic box itself so it's a vintage wine cabinet I believe mm-hmm. and they made the movie uh, the possession was based on this Dybbuk box because it's considered like the world's most haunted object. And he said that uh, some of the salt, they have a salt ring around it. Some of the salt has recently moved and the box itself, one of the doors on the box started opening again. I think, I, I don't know if there's stage, I remember the salt. And then I remember them, the tour guide saying that the door was actually opening again. And you could see it. So under this glass, it, if you're short like me, you can see the reflection of the box at from the top of the glass and you could see that it's cracked open 
Um, I personally don't feel like they crack it open and, and move the salt themselves. No. That's, that's my personal feeling about it. Like, I don't feel like they stage that. I feel like that's authentic. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. Given the history of it, I just don't think he would have messed with it. I know, you know, it's like the Annabelle doll. There was some controversy over that because he actually touched it. I don't think they would have staged that or moved the salt or done anything like that to, like, scare people. I mean, just the aesthetics in the room were frightening enough, the way that the walls were glowing and things like that. Like, the energy in the room, like, just the feeling you close your eyes and you feel the energy in the room it didn't feel threatening it didn't feel it just felt flat to me then that's the word i would have used too it felt really flat to me and we did after a day it had been closed so the museum is dark on that tuesday and we went so yep. there's no and we were one of the first tours to go through after they had opened too so maybe that's had something to do with it as well just kind of like a, a energy rest between those rooms and now if you're freaked out by chanting and ambiance then I mean yeah it's kind of a creepy room but other than that like I didn't feel any kind of ominous danger or anything lurking I'm that type of person where I would touch stuff like that I'm I'm that person so I'm like yeah I looked in its eyes yeah I looked in the mirror there was the one room we should probably talk about the one room that was at the top of the stairs and we didn't go in I wouldn't I knew from downstairs when she had mentioned him it, he there's a picture of this man in the jail room and right when she mentioned him, my whole body just went, ugh. And I was like, nope. Because she, she said he has a room upstairs. And I was like, nope. I don't want nothing. I don't know why. Can't tell you. Didn't go in the room. Don't know anything that's in it. Did you go in that room? I can't even remember. You didn't go. No, I stood out there with you. That's Because right. you were pretty freaked out. And I didn't want to leave you by yourself at the top of the stairs. Yeah, he would lure men in. I heard them say, like, they would hook him up to batteries. Like, he would he would... He would torture them in an experimental way and they yeah. he would actually document his torture and that freaked me out and i just signed off completely on that room and because i told myself i was going to do it all but that room some badass juju i was not trying to see any of after we came back downstairs oh yeah then natalie would i didn't feel anything did you no you know natalie was named after Natalie Wood. So we went in there and it was kind of interesting because I had watched a couple documentaries, you know, that Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken were both, you know, on the boat the night she died. He got in and he smashed a glass wine bottle over the table. Well, Zach has the table in there. There was just different pieces of boat, different metal pieces from the boat. I wish he could have taken pictures. I didn't really feel anything in there. He had some pieces from the Titanic too. He had a miniature replica of the Titanic. Uh, he had a mirror that so the mirror was painted to the captain's maid captain's family member had told the maid because he had passed on the ship that he she could take whatever she wanted from the residence for payment and she took the mirror and then she gave the mirror to a sister-in-law i think and she had said that she had seen the captain's reflection in it on certain days i think the story went but that room really was flat it didn't feel like anything it no it didn't. and the same thing with the other room with the paranormal investigator that you knew i didn't know who it was that had Shapiro. just passed. they kind of had like a little side room with all of her like a reenactment of her equipment mm -hmm. she had documented her um descent with this demon she was haunted and she they showed these pictures of her happy and normal and then declined into this like skeletal person yeah. like she didn't even look like herself it was really kind of distorted and poor lady so she was pretty much tortured and she had all these writings and but it was still really cool to see as far as like from what we're interested in i'm i don't i don't know i don't know what you took from it i thought it was pretty cool to see though yeah it was interesting i mean sad but interesting i think i i was i had a lot of anxiety because the outside of the room the way they had it set up almost i thought it was the demon room yeah the demon room and so i was just kind of like if that's what that is i don't have anything to do with it because that's my hard no that's my hard stop and so when they i saw the recreation of the front of the room it looked like an old house and i was like yes. oh that's the house is that the wood it, it wasn't that was the next room but as soon as they opened the door and i saw her picture i knew exactly who it was that was that that's not it you know whatever and then she had said now we're going to go to this door with the crucifix above it. And then you knew for sure. It's one room, but there's this dark pitch black room. And you play a little video and it talks about the demon house, which I had actually seen that documentary. It was, 
I wanted to know what the big deal was about this nope. demon. Nope. 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 Have you seen the documentary? Nope. Don't want to see it. I, I mean, I don't get scared easily, but there's certain things like that when it gets purely satanic and demonic like that. That's my line. I wanted to watch it to see what they caught. I was thinking that it would be more of like an investigation kind of, which they did catch some stuff and they did show some stuff. They showed people being affected by the house and they kind of went into the history of the house and they went about the family that had all these experiences and they, they interviewed people. My takeaway from that was people that had actually went to the house had some pretty shitty luck after. And I, you know, coming from somewhere where I know about having something in my possession and having shitty luck, thinking that that's the cause, and yeah. then going, no, that's not it, and then going, yeah, that's fucking it, yeah. and then going, no, that's not so That really intrigued me about, but you didn't go in that room. It's not a room for short people, let me just tell you that. I'm 5'1", I kind of had to, like, strain to, like, look. The tour guide popped back in with a step stool, not just for me, but, you know, in general, because it's a window that opens up. What is in that room is the stairs and the dirt. So apparently he demolished this house. He Whatever he kept, he kept. But the house, when it was demolished, he actually paid for it to be, once it was demolished, like they buried it deep, deep, deep in the ground. Yeah, he might have kept certain things for the exhibit. Mm, gotcha. But, but the majority of the house was like, they dug a deep hole, like after they demolished it, we could get to it. Like, I think he had paid extra money or something like that to make sure that it was really clear because his concern was that if anybody came into contact with any of it, because it was so highly charged that something might happen. You know, there's some fucker out there digging that shit up. I couldn't really see it because I'm so small. And I was like, after, after there's this like baby doll like this demonic looking fake baby doll like, okay. yeah annoyed me to the point where i came out of the room early remember yeah and i was like eh, i don't even need to see the dirt i don't need to see any of that like i'm annoyed and that was the last room and then you go into the gift shop and you want to talk what happened in the gift shop sure or we're gonna talk about the watch on a podcast and go into it a little bit i did not know that it was his mom when we exited the well, when we entered the gift shop and exited the tour, I had encouraged you to talk to someone about this watch because you brought it with you and you've been trying to get rid of it. You were a little reluctant and I kind of pushed her into the tour guide. She's like, the tour guide's looking at us like, what the hell? And I'm like, tell her, tell her, tell her. You, you went and talked to her and the tour guide immediately responded, let me go talk to Nancy. And you had no idea she was. You just kind of turned the corner and, and Nancy's, uh, Zach's mom, she was standing right there about the watch. I I didn't know who she was. I'm yeah, not, she I don't watch the show unless, like, I've seen maybe a handful of episodes. And when we had come out, you're like, you know who that is? You know who that is? And I'm like, Nancy. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, that's his mom. And I was like, oh. I'm sure they. I she was probably concerned you were going to ask for money for it or something like that. She probably wanted to know what angle you were coming from. And it, the angle was purely, like, just take it. Because <laughs> it was, what, night? she thought it was in, like, 1920s or she thought it was old. No, it is 1920s. She thought it was like in the 60s or whatnot because it was kind of like an art deco style. After you see like the serial number and it opens and basically um, to Hazel from Ted and it's like 1924, 1926 or something like that. I ended up leaving the there. I don't want anything to watch with you having the watch just because of what's happened, which about later with the watch yeah we're definitely gonna talk about the watch his whole other show just know that when i did dig this watch back up a rust was shot at the gun range like two days three days later he had a freak accident at this gun range and that's kind of was my catalyst to like i'm done the last time it was dug up my appendix burst the, the out of nowhere and then the time before that i was in my car accident so i'm just i had had it thank you nancy and thank you zach for taking it i don't know what they're going to do with it <sighs> I shudder to think that I hope it doesn't get into anybody else's hands you know what I mean like because we talked about that about selling it it's like well the concern is that somebody else is going to get this wrap with this watch yeah I would I would have loved to have been able to throw it on eBay but then yeah. my conscience was like <laughs> if something happened to somebody I'd feel like shit I would feel really badly about it so I didn't want to um, put anybody in that position which remember we tried to bury it in the desert Yep, we tried to go out into the desert and bury it. We got lost. I 
thought about having it melted down, but then I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I want that. So burying it was pretty much the the, yeah. the best route. Every time I got up the notch, I was in a car accident. And then the next time that I had got it up there, um, my appendix burst. So both times I wasn't able to get it where it was supposed to go. And I was super nervous, like shaking when I was giving it to her, just having it in my presence. Every time it's been out and around because I used to think well maybe I'm supposed to wear it but and then I would wake up with scratches or marks around my neck or whatever so I brought pictures pictures in to show her and be like you know this isn't bullshit like and you probably wouldn't know because it would be on one of those cabinets with all the other knickknacks and crap that he has in there it's just so like we were saying earlier there's so much you can't even process it all at one in one go through. I mean, I yeah. feel like it was worth the money for sure. Um, I'll definitely go back just to see all the other stuff. And plus, I kind of feel like the energy probably changes in the room. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've been. It took me at least three, four days to kind of like catch my breath after going. Mm-hmm. It was because it's so much information and so overwhelming. And you're kind of like, oh, remember that? Oh, remember that? And and then some things I completely blocked out, like the clown room. The value of it, you know, it's, it's something that's unique in that it's only here in Vegas, and there's people from all over the world that go. I, the staff was really nice. Like we said, all the tour guides were really nice. Like, everybody was good customer service as far as, like, just interacting with people. And Yeah, I think the only thing they have really fine-tuned, and, I mean, I don't, I don't run the museum. I don't know what it's like to run a museum. I don't know what it's like to schedule these tours. I don't know how difficult it probably is. I feel like they should maybe have better systems in place to get those people who've already prepaid in. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because what they can do is, because they have two tour groups going in at the same time, it's like one's reservations and one's walk-up, and you have one going one way and the other one going the other way, so don't have to wait an hour and a half. I've maybe tell people like hey plan on waiting i don't know if they've tried different things like i said i don't know how to run a museum this isn't my thing in alaska out there especially if you're disabled or you have health issues like it's it's just it's miserable i mean i would be like i'm gonna go wait in my car with the air conditioning on or can i come back in an hour and and it wasn't a busy day right because it was a wednesday honestly i don't know what they consider busy there was a line and then there was a second line and we were in the second line. And then the other line was just kind of waiting till you can get into that first line. Just something, food for thought, I guess. And if you're definitely considering going, go yeah. in the, you can't book anything, but I would go in the evening if you're coming in the summer. But it's probably even more busy in the evening. I didn't feel rushed, though, knowing that we had a large group. And did you feel rushed at all? I didn't. No, and I had heard some actual reviews that they rushed you through, like in the very beginning. I think they probably made some changes based on the feedback because I did read some reviews. I think it was on Yelp or something that one of the biggest complaints is that they felt like there was so much to look at and that they were being rushed. And I was kind of, I was paying attention to that when we went through and I didn't feel rushed. I felt like it was a pretty good pace and like they were, the, the tour guides were looking like when people seemed like they had seen everything in a room or... You know, it was time to move on. They moved you on, moved you on to the next tour guide, and they moved you on to the next section of the house. I mean, because it's a really big house, and it doesn't look that big from the outside. I mean, it's like something like eleven thousand, eleven thousand square feet, or something like that. Uh, there, I think there's like thirty plus rooms. Yeah, there's, it's, it's quite large, and it doesn't look like that from the street. Will you see Zach there? And I actually, I've met him a couple times, but it, it, it didn't matter to me. But I knew the people behind us were from, they were from out of town. I did ask the director of security. I said, hey, is, we see his Bentley out there. Is uh, he going to come by and say hi? <laughs> he said he didn't know. He goes, he just kind of pops in whenever. So if you're hoping to meet Zach or see Zach, it's kind of the luck of the draw. But he seems to be there quite a bit. Well, I mean, his mom's there. She was awesome. She was super nice. And, you know, you told me who she was. And I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. Especially if you're, like, a fan or you know the show or what. But, yeah, I mean, I would go back. Would you? I think for, for me it was just, like, I had to do my, like, cleansing afterwards and preparing myself to go in and feeling kind of like I had a Reiki myself and make sure I felt protected before I walked in there. I really didn't want any of that shit following me home. And maybe on another podcast we can talk about that, but it's happened. Yes. It's happened to my daughter yes. where stuff has lingered after going to some of these locations we've been to and uh, I really didn't want anything following me home. So I was really clear about that. Like you were not allowed to follow me home. Stay here where you belong. So I think as long as I had that preparation that I would be okay going back. I know my 18-year-old son wants to go. So. 
I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily advise being drunk going through it either. It is biggest. I feel like they kick you out. They'd be like, you gotta go. Yeah, they probably would. I mean, I would hope they would because if I was someone that paid to go through there and there was some drunk asshole, I'd be like, get him out of here or her out of here. Like, I don't want to hear this shit. Like, I have no patience for crowds. Like, I'm not a crowd person already. And those room pretty tight. I couldn't imagine going through. Yeah, definitely don't drink and visit. That would be really obnoxious. You'd probably get kicked out. They have a bunch of skulls in that place, which I was kind of like. Real human skulls. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of intrigued by that. I was like, hmm, how does one acquire? I told you I met Aaron when we were in Target. We were talking to him and Bacon were there. He was saying that one of the things he really wanted to do was to buy skulls. And I'm like, real skulls? And he's like, oh yeah, real skulls. And I'm like, I didn't even ask. I'm like, there must be a way to buy real skulls, I guess. The dark web. The dark web, yeah. <laughs> Silk Road. Oh wait, that's Destructs. No one, no yeah. one look there, okay? <laughs> it was pretty interesting. I had a friend that gone to the museum before it opens and had told me a couple you know little pieces of it and it'd be interesting to go and then i just i don't know why i just got this feeling like it just wasn't the right place for me to go i mean i can go to virginia city we can go you know whatever in a cemetery at two o'clock in the morning but like, i just didn't feel like it was the right time to go and i think i was right it was it was good when we went it was a good time it was a good time yeah, overall, it wasn't a negative experience. It was, I even got scratched, and like I said, I'm not saying, like, something fair scratched me. I could have easily bumped into someone or something. Like, I trip <laughs> up the stairs. I am that clumsy girl, and I noticed it until we were in the hallway, and that had after been, I, like, my adrenaline was pumping from that jump scare. She came out a couple other times, too. Like, she came out of nowhere. She was just walking through the museum, but she came out a couple other times. It kind of startled me. Because you're not expecting someone to two, three feet to come out at you yes. unexpectedly in a dark corner. It, it is, like, it sounds kind of silly, but it was really alarming. And then she popped up by the stairs, because I remember I was looking down those stairs like, mm, Oh, mm, movement, mm, yeah. I really, I, I swear, I really went down those stairs. Something's just like, come play with me. And it's probably not a good thing. But no, not. Definitely. I would be like a kid in a candy store in that place. I'd be in there all the time. I could see how somebody would want to work there and want to be there a lot. Like, for me anyway. Alright, well, that's going to wrap it for us this time around. If you are in Vegas and you do take a tour, we'd love to hear about your experience at the museum. You can tweet us at eternalreturn underscore one. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at Eternal Return Pod. You can follow us there for upcoming shows. All right, I guess it's time to sage ourselves. <laughs>